0: Welcome to this very special edition of the Dean Graziosi Show. In today's turbulent, uncertain, somewhat scary times, you need capabilities now more than ever to thrive, to start the business, to be secure when things change, to balance being a mom, a dad, a husband, a wife, someone who wants to start the business or transcend or shift their career. How do you fit all this in while simultaneously the inner self-doubt is telling you this isn't the right time? You're an imposter. Well, I sat down with my dear friend, Jenna Kutcher. If you don't know Jenna, this is an amazing young lady who by all uh, outside world opinions was successful because she went to college and got a job. But one day she woke up in her cubicle with no window and said, this is not happiness. This is not success. I can't take it. She bought a camera off of Craigslist or eBay for $300 and started a wedding photography business. She ended up being one of the best wedding photographers in her state. But then she took it to a whole nother level and entered the digital economy, the information age, and started teaching other women how to be in business, how to run successful wedding photography businesses, and how to go to another level. Now Jenna runs a seven-figure information business. She has a vacation house in Hawaii, one up in the mountains on a lake. She works from home. She's an amazing mom, connected, an amazing wife. Their family is fantastic. Their business is thriving. So who better than Jenna and myself to sit down and deliver you capabilities? This was a very special five-part series we were doing for another project. But because the world has shifted and because you need this information now, over the next few weeks, we're going to be releasing all of them. I suggest you don't miss a single word. You grab a notebook, grab a pen, because the dynamic of man and woman, different generations from different backgrounds, but all with the same desire to serve, impact, and have freedom and success for ourselves, make these some of the best interviews of my life now without further ado let's get to the jenna and dean podcast series welcome to the dean graziosi show all success starts right here
1: one of the number one questions we get asked all the time is if we were starting over what would we do because think about it so many people are in the space of just starting or they've never started and so (laughs) looking back i mean you have 30 years of experience i'm edging up to a decade (laughs) edging um there's a lot of things we do differently and so let's kind of place ourselves into the lives of what we imagine maybe people listening are kind of at like what if we didn't have the resources or the connections or the knowledge or the personal development to be where we are today so let's just point blank
0: just like we're starting over
1: and jenna we are beginning. <laughs> so I, I think, I think first off, I try,
0: even though it's impossible not to, I try not to forget that feeling of starting no. over. Yeah. Because that was a, such a driver. Like sometimes I, and I, you know, and same with you. I'm yeah. a hustler. I'm yeah. hungry. I'm hungry. Like I'm broke. Like literally, like yeah. I, I hustle like someone's going to take it away from me. Yes. I really do. But, um, but that, that, that drive to want more you can't replicate that when you really are desperate for a change so i would say a couple of things i if you're just starting and you're saying how would you guys start over because you don't know where to begin you want more you see it you might be a little envious of other people that are getting it because we all had that i don't know if you did i was envious of people like how's that girl got all of her shit together and i Mm -hmm. don't right but i would say Don't be envious of the drive you have. Like when I look back, I wouldn't change one bit of my burning desire. Like I didn't need to set goals back then. I wasn't into personal growth when I first started. I didn't know how to manifest. I I didn't have a structured goal list. I didn't know where I was, where I want to go, how, like all the cool stuff I write about now. That's stuff I learned through the years. (laughs) All I knew when I started was is this sucks. Yeah. And I don't want to be here anymore, right. and that looks a lot better, and I want to go there. So I think I would keep the drive, mm-hmm. but I think the biggest thing I would love to uh, uh, like. Th- there's two different ways we could talk about this, yeah. right, Jenna? We could talk about like, should we go? Like, I would know marketing before anything else. Like, yeah. I wouldn't build the product; I'd learn marketing. So let's get the tactical later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. But if I was talking about a mindset, because at this age, you shared how old you were, I'm 50 this year. Yeah. Like I look back now in my 20s, I probably thought like 80% was give me the magic tool and 20% is the right mindset. Yeah. And as I've gone through 30 years of being an entrepreneur, now I know it's 90%. If my mind's not right, I'll, yeah. you could like you could sell $20 bills for 10 bucks, it still won't work, yeah. right? So I would say um, if I was starting over, I would love to approach it as if who gives a crap if you fail. Mm-hmm. Like I was so afraid. Like I wanted it and I desired it and I had this passion and I knew I hated my life the way it was here and I wanted this different life. But still, there was this always. But what if it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. But I had nothing to lose. It's like, it's like I look at it now. It's so I, I, I don't know. It's like
1: I no don't want. I don't want to dismiss about it. you as much as you. Yeah, think exactly. About yourself. Yeah, it's like- a great, thank you.
0: <laughs> like, like. Oh, who was I gonna let down? Right. Like <laughs> the the squirrels, the birds, like my <laughs> parents who always thought I was gonna thought I was gonna fail anyway. Right. Like So I would say one thing would be is keep the drive I had. Second thing, I wouldn't give a crap about what anybody thought, Mm -hmm. like zero. And I know that's easier said than, but I've got too many years of being in business. I've already lost a whole group of friends along the way. I've gained new amazing people in my life. I've had the people who I thought mattered aren't there. And the people I didn't know were gonna matter are the closest people Mm -hmm. in my life, right? So I wouldn't care about what any anybody thought. I would keep that drive and I would go at it as if you have nothing to lose because you don't. Mm-hmm. And the the last thing, and this is just the philosophy side, and I want to hear your side of yeah. it, is I would keep, and this sounds maybe morbid, but I would always keep the conversation of... If I was 95 Mm -hmm. and I looked back in my life, if I don't do this, if I just go status quo, if I just stay in the corner office that had no window, if I just stay in this relationship that kills me a little bit every day, if I don't speak up for myself, if I don't finally say no or yes, I'm gonna be free, if I don't do that, at 95 looking back, like what are you gonna regret? You're not gonna regret staying in the office. You're not gonna regret saying I played small because it was what my parents thought was safe. Again. In my 20s or 30s, if somebody said that, I'm like, oh, that's morbid. I'm not going to be old for a 1,000 years. Yeah. Maybe I'm looking through different glasses because I'm 50. But mm-hmm. right now, I don't want to mess with that. Like, yeah. I wanna, I'd much rather be at the end of my life going, I tried all that stuff and I failed, but right. man, I went after it. Right. Rather than saying, I played it safe and you know everything was good and my parents <laughs> died and they were happy with the job I had. Yeah. Like, Screw that. Yeah. So I know we can get more tactical, but I yeah. think that would be the foundation. Mm-hmm. What about you?
1: Well, I think... I think women approach this a little differently because I think mindset is more of a journey than a destination for women. And I think we'll talk about this. Yeah, that's a really good point. I just feel like the voices never get quieter for women. I think they only get louder. And so when I look at starting over again, I think the two biggest objections are time and money. Everyone. I mean, that's the biggest yeah, yeah. objections for anything. Yeah. So I don't have time and I don't have money. So one, we all have the same amount of time in the day as yeah. Beyonce, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all have the same <laughs> amount. So if we can do what Beyonce can do, I mean, she has a whole team of people, but really, we have time for what we care about. We make time yeah. if working out is important, if Netflix yep. is important, if whatever that is. So when I look at back at the beginning, I think there are two options. So you can start your passion or your business or pursuing the life of your dreams as a side hustle. And I often think that side hustles get a lot of flack. Like they make people feel less than, Um, whereas I think if you are, you're in this lane of life and you have this lane that you want to go on, there's no shame in like taking whatever margin you have left over and putting it towards this bigger dream. So for me, like I worked the corporate job. I use that to fund yeah. my entrepreneur life. Same here. Life. Yeah. Like it's like, I Same didn't, here. I didn't win the lottery. I had student loans at all this stuff. Um, the other thing though, is like, if we're looking at this, I think it's just a lot of who am I to, who am I to become a photographer? Who am I to sell real estate? Who am I to, yeah. it's like, who are you talking to? you feel like you to? need,
0: do you feel like, did you feel like you maybe you have to need permission yourself. or
1: you need permission from somebody? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like That's a really, you
0: I never looked at it through those yeah. lenses like you're waiting for someone to say, "Oh, Jenna, you'd be time. amazing at photography. It's yeah. time to quit that job, yeah. honey. Here's the signs. Yeah. We're going to cheer you
1: on." And look at it like corporate life like you have like quarterly reports, you sit down, you get feedback, but if you're going out into this entrepreneur space, it's the first time in life that you really don't have direct feedback. Like results are the only feedback for a lot of people that's scary because they need someone to say like, you You did good or like you you need a scorecard. Yeah. So mindset, absolutely. But I think that mindset for a lot of people is something that you said it's like learned over time, the importance of it. So when I think about starting over, it's like use for me, I would say use what gifts you have right now to fund wherever you're headed. Gotcha.
0: You know what? This is really great. This is why I'm going to love these conversations. (laughs) No, because it's a different perspective. Like looking at, I never, because I've been an entrepreneur so long, I forgot that I'm like, we give ourselves the line in the sand and we know, we know if we reached a plateau of success, we kind of know if we give ourselves a blue ribbon or like a flogging on our back for messing up. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's no one else to tell us, but it's also like, I think I wanted people to say, I wanted my dad to say, I think you can do this. Mm-hmm. Or my mom to say, you're not crazy. Or my yeah. sister to be like, my my sister, when I decided to go in the infomercial business to create, a well, I, I went in the knowledge industry, mm-hmm. right? Like I created a course. Yep. And back then when I started the only way, like I bought Tony Robbins course. So I'm like, oh, I bought his off an infomercial. I need to do an infomercial. Mm-hmm. So I took every dollar I had. Like when I say that Jenna, it's like, now it's like, it's like this thing, it's part of the story. Like I took every, yeah. no. When I it's say it took actually, every dollar, it was every dollar I had. I got nine different credit cards. I applied for them all at once, and I had seventy thousand dollars worth of credit cards because I applied all at once. They didn't know that I was doing that. I used one hundred percent. I used one hundred percent of that ninety grand on credit cards. Yeah. I borrowed money from two people I knew, yeah. and I was doing okay in my car business and real estate business, right? But I was using. Real estate, like I used the car, I used the firewood business to get in the car business. Mm-hmm. I used the car yeah. business to get in the real estate business. Yeah. I used the real estate business to get in the direct response self-education business. Mm-hmm. I used that business to write books. I used the book industry to get into live events. Yeah. Right? Like, so everything you're saying, I, I never just said, oh, I'm like, I used one to go to the other. Yeah. Right? But I, I, I say that because as you mentioned it, I was looking for someone at one point to just say, Hey, I believe in you. You got this. And some people are going to have that, but yeah. most don't. Like yeah. what I was saying is when I decided to go in the infomercial business to sell my direct, my um, self-education, my course, my sister drove from Virginia eight hours to have an intervention with me and said, enough is enough, Dean. You were, you didn't go to high school. Now I had a collision shop and right. I own 13, 22 apartments, 13 houses, 22 apartments. Um, I was building houses, I was subdividing land. I was probably making 250 grand a year at 26, coming from nothing, like more than anyone in my family had ever made. So I had already made it and now I was gonna be the fool who went to another level and I remember thinking I, so yeah, anyway, it made me look through that lens is we have to become our own cheerleader Mm -hmm. and I think the biggest, and I wanna talk tactical a little bit more in a minute, but I think the biggest sales job we have to do before we learn how to sell other people is we have to sell ourselves. Mm-hmm. Whatever that mm-hmm. means. Like looking at your goals every single day or 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 looking at what, like some people need to look at what they don't want. Like mm-hmm. we're all designed different. Some yep. people can look at and go, I want the house, I want the car, I want the wife, I want the kids, I want the girlfriend, you know, I yeah. want that and some people gotta go, I don't want the corporate office, I don't want the window, I don't want an asshole man telling me how to run my, like whatever that is, just figure out what that is but sell yourself like I, I think we need to find a way that like I would, I would suggest everybody listening. And, and again, if I was going back and start over, yeah. I would, I would literally read my goals of what I didn't want and yeah. what I wanted every single morning, like every single morning. So you become Teflon when they tell you, you can't, when you don't get the nod, when things mm-hmm. go wrong, you're like, no, but I'm sold. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think when I think about this, I think the lie that Instagram and the culture we're in that is being painted is that entrepreneurship for women, maybe for men, yeah. is like sitting at a beautiful latte in Paris with a computer and a peony and a latte. And that's the life of an entrepreneur. Yeah. And we've we've changed this narrative of like, You know pursue your passions well yeah pursue your passions but like you've got to fund that dream (laughs) you got to pay the bills you know and so i feel like there's this like weird juxtaposition this shift going on in the world of entrepreneurship where we're selling a lie because we're we're putting out the instagram version of of the hard work that's happening behind the scenes and so i think what's confusing for people that see these lives and they're like, I want what she has, or I want that next level. They're only seeing like the pretty version of the next level, like that 1%. And they're not seeing like the 99% of the things that are happening behind the scenes or what happened. It's, it's exactly why people like you and I aren't afraid to teach every single step of the process because I could give away every single thing that I've done. And I don't believe anyone would do it because it was a lot of work. Yeah. You know? No, true story. So when I think about starting over, I feel like there's just too much messaging these days of like, chase your dreams, pursue your passions, like, quit and daydream about life. And it's like, no, like we work to like fund the dream. Like you sometimes have to do jobs you don't want to do solely because you can collect money and invest into the dream. Yeah. And it's like choosing to invest into the dream over and over and over again until you're finally living it.
0: No, I love that. You I love know? that. And, and here's what I'd say too. So looking back, um, I would do more of what I did. Yeah. Meaning this is... If you're listening or watching, and you're in a job or a company that you currently have and you hate it, and I've said this before, so I don't want to be so I don't want to be too cliche, but how we do one thing is how we do everything. And now looking back, I realize that more than ever yeah. is I hated Jenna hated working on cars so Mm -hmm. i i didn't go to i didn't go past high school i decided to work with my dad in his collision shop but my dad never made over 30 grand a year but worked Mm -hmm. hard so we had a collision shop so picture a collision shop with one little window and all day in there was painting you know like uh, there's primer and then there's actual paint and there's bondo the stuff they put on dents and everything in a collision shop stinks like chemicals right and i would get headaches and because I was overachiever, I became a good painter by the time I was 19. Mm-hmm. So I painted the cars in the spray booth and it didn't have great ventilation. And I hated what I did massively. Yeah. But somehow I knew I was gonna do more. Mm-hmm. And and I again, this is only in retrospect looking back. Yeah. Is I hated it. My hands were dirty every day. I'd scrub them because I was embarrassed. All my friends were going to college and I had the dirty nails, right? I was the blue collar. I was the epitome of the blue collar guy, right? I drove a tow truck at night. Like literally the most embarrassing thing is a buddy of mine got pulled over for drinking and I was on the... Town roster. I lived in a little town. So yeah. if someone got pulled over, got in an accident, my pager would go off. This is a pager for a cell phone. <laughs> and I'd have to, I'd get the page. I'd call the police department. They go 123 Main Street. There's somebody there. And in the middle of the night, my buddies are all out having fun. And I go there and I'm picking them up in a tow truck. Mm-hmm. I'm in like mechanic blues. <laughs> I got a, I got coveralls on and I'm like, ugh. But here's what I, I look back. And again, if I was starting over yeah. is you need to find a way to love what you currently do. Mm-hmm. I know that's really hard for people to say like, oh, really love my crap ass job that I have." but you have to, because mm-hmm. I gotta tell you a story. Like, I found a way to know that being in the collision business was just the stepping stone. I don't know how I'd love to say I had a mentor. Like I look back and I'm sure someone gave it to me. I didn't figure it out on my own, but something like I knew there was more. I just didn't know. I was trying all these different things. I was trying weekends. I was going to the city. I took acting classes for a while. I I was trying to raise money. I was trying to do all these different things, but I worked on my collision shop and I had a guy come in, I did his car and I was just in a great space and I was really happy. And he's like, God, you're so happy. You must love doing what you do. I'm like, no, I actually don't. <laughs> and I was trying to get into real estate. Yeah. And that guy lent me $90,000 cash after, make a long story short, yeah. after like two, he just brought me, literally brought me 90,000 bucks and said, go for it make me a partner and we'll do it. And that was my first, that was the biggest real estate deal I'd ever done up to that point. And that real estate deal ended up bringing in a million dollars, right? Because he came and he saw an enthusiastic, energetic guy that looked like I love my job. I hated it, yeah. but I knew somehow I tricked myself. So anyway, I, I don't mean to go deep on but I, I think that's a key component mm-hmm. because how you do one thing, if you're like saying, well, I'm going to do this shit ass job. I don't care. You're miserable, but someday I'll do that. That yeah. someday I'll never come. Yes. It just won't. Yeah. If you weren't, listen, you got a camera and I'd love to hear more. You got a camera, you booked 20 something your first mm-hmm. year so you could get out of that corporate job. Yep. I bet you knew that you weren't happy just doing 20 weddings a year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you found a way, I bet you, if you interviewed the people, the the, the brides, and said, How did Jenna oh, do? Like, yeah. oh my God, she <laughs> hung my thing up in a tree and she did <laughs> this and she showed up. She had this huge smile. She was so full of life. Yeah. But you weren't saying, Hey, I want to do, I want to make 40, 50 grand a year doing weddings for yeah. the rest of my life. You knew there was more. Mm-hmm. So, how important do you think that is?
1: Well, I just think that, you know, One thing that I think is really compelling and I challenge people to do this is if you scrolled all the way back, I have over 4,000 Instagram posts. I was talking about the same things I talk about today. I've not deleted a single post. I mean, there are like, it was when Instagram was just an editing software. (laughs) And what I think is so interesting and what you said that caught my attention is like people think like, well, when I get there, then I'll start, you know, living this life or, or living this mission. It's like, No, you start talking about it before the people are there, because what makes you think that when the people are there, when the eyes are on you, you can keep talking about it. And you know, I look back and it's like, yeah, I shot 25 weddings and then 27 weddings and 30 weddings. And I thought that more work was more success, but I was really just glorifying busy because in a business that means you're doing well, right? Yeah, yeah. But really I, I got anxiety and I was anxious and there was something more, I just didn't know what. I've never known what was next. I think that's like the beauty is like stepping into it, showing up how you expect other people to show up and saying, I'm open. Yeah, I'm open. So, I mean, I, I like you, like I never forget what it was like to start out. But what I think is so important for people that are just starting out is they think like you take the first step, the staircase is right there yeah. for you. And it's like, no, we're just stepping in confidence and we're falling and we're yeah. stumbling and we're going backwards, but we're still walking. So, I mean, I just, When you think about this like really think about like remove all of this yeah like strip it down like what would you do first if you were like i hate where i'm at and there's got to be something more and i just don't know what it is and i don't know if i'm
0: qualified really great question i think again like legit from what i know now i would write down if i don't do anything different what is my life going to look like in five years from today? Yeah. Like that's, that would be the first thing I do. And I would write down, I'm still in this corner office. I got a 20% raise in all those years. Yeah. I'm miserable. I'm in a relationship I don't like because I don't like myself. I'm yeah. not healthy because I don't like myself. Like me, I would write down the painful future. I would mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm really motivated by making my own decisions. Like mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to tell me how to dress, how to parent, where to mm-hmm. live, when to take vacations you know, how to speak. Like I'm like, I don't like rules at all. This is just me. So I would write down a really crappy future. If I didn't do anything different, like you took all my money away. It's like, I'm starting. I'm like, Oh my God, if I don't do anything, I'm going to be working for somebody else. Like the thought of working for someone else for me. Yeah. Right. So I would, I would, I would load pain. Yeah. That's me.
1: I'm opposite. Okay. And then I
0: would load pain. And then when I felt Absolutely horrible about where that could go, yeah. I would sit down and write my compelling future. Like, yeah. okay, I lost everything, but in three years, I'm gonna be back where I was. I mean, I learned, I'm gonna be smarter, I'm gonna be able to play. So I would paint and then I'd do a compelling future. Yeah. And then for me, again, I have experience, but if I was starting over and didn't have the experience, I used to always try to come up with the idea, like Mm -hmm. what's the book, what's the course, what's the training, what's the widget? I remember I wanted to start a sauce club. I wanted to do a (laughs) club where every month, every month you got a different sauce from different parts of the world. You got one from Northern Italy, then Spain, then you got a, yeah, I I think (laughs) so, right? So that was one. Then then 20 years ago, I owned etherapy.com. I wanted to do chat therapy where people could just like have counseling online. Yeah. Right, so that was that was something I wanted to do. So I always had these ideas. Yeah. What I would do now is know that if I don't understand marketing and sales, yep. I can have the best idea in the world, but nobody will come. Yep. It's that, you know, if you build it, they will come, they won't come. Yes. So I would, I would write my crappy future, my compelling future, and I would obsess on sales and marketing, and then I would figure what vehicle I wanna to get to other people.
1: Okay, so I would take a different route. So I'm the opposite, and Well, I, I can't be motivated by negativity, like, and not negativity. Like for some reason, it's just like the vision has to be like so pure (laughs) that I'm like moving. But what I would do is, and what I, what I feel like is what helped me was taking a step back and defining what enough is. And so for me at my job, it wasn't picking up extra hours. It wasn't like, I didn't need more money doing that dead end job. I needed more time. Got it. And so what I think happens is that people get, um, these like endorphins from being busy and like, you know, when you ask them, I'm like, Hey, how are you? And they're like, busy, busy. And they're, like me too. And you like, feel like, yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm so important. And so I feel like if I were going to go backwards, I would say, what is the bare minimum? Like, what do I need to make this month to make ends meet? So, you know, we were living in a little condo, whatever. And I would only work that amount. And then I would invest my time whatever's left yeah. into that dream and I feel like people that's great. look at that's it a really
0: that's, that's a re, that's that's you the planning person yeah. I'm the jump out of the yeah. plane grow wings on the way down <laughs> I am and that's why this 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 back and forth is gonna be yeah. amazing because yeah. the thought of that I'm like oh I'm just gonna do it oh, I don't want to no. I don't want to think about that yeah like but I
1: feel like people don't they like they use the time and money excuse, of course. so then they fill their time with making more money but what they're doing in that time to make that money, they don't even have time to enjoy, spend, or dream with True it, story. you know? And,
0: and the other thing is, right, we know there's emotional and logical yeah. buyers, decision makers, emotional yep. decision maker, logical decision makers. Yep. So I think the cool thing, especially with this dynamic, is yep. just figure out what works best for mm-hmm. you. Like I'm the type to go, 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 and one day it's like I made a decision. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pulling the shoot. Yeah. I'm, I'm exploding something. like for me to have a breakthrough, I have to break something. Yeah. Like immediate, like smash it on the floor. It's in a million pieces. I can't glue it back together. I have to, now I have to find another way. Like, I don't like this boat, poke a hole in it, let it sink. I'll have to find a new boat, right? (laughs) Where someone else might need to say, okay, I'm going to stay on this boat for a year. And then I'm going to find, like, just figure, like, I love that approach. And you could do that with money as well Mm -hmm. as time, right? Yes. Like if I, one of the one of the biggest misconceptions, and, and this could be a whole other uh, podcast with us, is people are afraid to invest in a business. Like people have a job, yep. they want something different, but they feel they got to take 10 or 15% oh, and yeah. put it in 401k, that they don't even know how much they're getting. They don't. If they, it's speculative, it could go up, it could go down. Yeah. And one thing, again, not pie in the sky, not overnight riches, mm-hmm. but... A lot of times, that extra revenue can go into your own thing, and nothing could give you a bigger ROI than that. Yeah, and that's just something to think about. Again, I'm not talking about getting rich overnight. Don't risk your savings. Yeah. but your your like I I I had a great friend that was a few years older than me years ago when I was in my 20s, and he every dollar he had actually put into a 401k, 401k, mm-hmm. and then there was those the bust in the 90s, and he he had this horrible. Like I met him at that time and then he built it all back up. And then like in 2007, he lost it all again. And I remember seeing him after all these years, he goes, just to get it back and it's all gone. And he sacrificed his whole life to put it in this thing that wasn't an extension of him. He was relying on other people. So just a different way to look at different things. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I never, I've never had credit cards. I never took out, so it was like $100. Get a domain. Yeah. One hundred dollars. Buy you know, like get a website. Like and so mine is just like this slow grow. But I also think, you know if you were to use the example like if i were to want to start a bakery i'd have to like buy a storefront get an oven get the ingredients you know the price the cash register and i feel like people look at modern day businesses and they don't want to pay to have a domain or to have an email service writer or any of those like logistical things and it's like if you wanted to launch any business you wouldn't understand that before the doors open you've got to invest and i feel like nowadays people want to start these things just by showing pretty pictures or you know, writing it. whimsical captions. And it's like, there's a lot that goes into it and you have to be willing to do the, what it takes yeah. to get there.
0: The sacrifice is real. Yeah. The time is real, what yeah. is it, Bill Gates says we all overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in five. Yeah, Five years is going to go by anyway, yeah. you might as well start now. Yeah. And and then the last thing I'd say, and maybe this is a misconception okay. because you deal with women every yeah. day, but when I'm with Lisa or yeah. Lisa's friends yeah. and they're all like, you know, Lisa's a badass entrepreneur, yeah. she does great for herself, voted best hairstyles 10 years in a row. But every time I sit with Lisa, we're talking about expanding her business right now and franchising and her friends who are all strong businesswomen. Every time I sit with them, the conversation always leads to colors, style, how girls will feel when they come. And when I try to bring up sales and marketing, they're like, oh no, we're just going to make it so beautiful. It's people are going to flood in Yeah. and it's, that's, that's, you and I, you and I had a training on that, but I'd love to have a discussion more on people feel because I think, I've, insu- I've insulted her friends in a nice way yeah. when I say, but why are they gonna come to you, yeah. right? And I, I ask really hard questions and I see that. And I think that's one thing I'd say starting over, yeah. spend as much time. If you wanna do colors and yeah, style yeah, and yeah. all this, that's great. Yeah. The feel, the st- I mean, I love the way all your stuff looks. It's beautiful, yeah. it's gorgeous, but if you don't have a, a, a real company behind it with an email marketing system and own a URL and have a market. And if you don't sell anything, if you yes. don't impact lives, you can't afford to do all that stuff. Exactly. Right. So just spend as much time on the marketing and sales as you are as the design and creation. Oh, yeah.
1: And I mean, really branding is not just what things look like. And that's a whole thing that people are getting twisted. It's about like, why are you, why you, every, the, we could do the same things why do people choose dean yeah. why do people choose yeah Jenner? two
0: great restaurants
1: yeah food's
0: almost the same yeah. one you can't get into and yeah. when you can't get that when you go to the other one because it's this and the food just as good why are they over there yeah right marketing sales so with this we were all over the place which is awesome
1: which i love I'd this love it.
0: but if there was three tips yeah. that you could give before we go yeah. what are three ti- three things if you're starting over today what are three most important
1: I'd say define what is enough for you and free up your time because time is going to be your biggest asset and time is the most required thing in pursuing your dreams Two, take the first step. You don't have to have the full vision, the whole staircase figured out, but what is the more that you're in pursuit of? Um, And then three, start sharing your message now. Don't wait until the masses come. Start it. Whether you have 10 people or 100 or 1,000, you are an influencer. So start acting like one because that is going to translate as you grow because you will grow. I love it. What about you? Um,
0: I would say... For me, define either, like for me, it's like, if I don't do this, (laughs) what kind of pain is my life gonna be? So whatever moves you, whether it's pain or pleasure, what moves everybody in the world, if it's pain, stack the pain. If it's pleasure, stack the pleasure. Because that gets, I just want, I can decide all this other stuff, but if I don't move, it doesn't matter. I could design it, I could build it, but if I'm not gonna move. So one is either pleasure or pain, stack it. Number two, sell yourself on that dream every day. Mm-hmm. And number three, cause you said some good stuff so you could take all six is focus on marketing and sales. Yep. I'd love to I'm going to start by saying as much, but the truth is it should be 80%. Yeah. Once you know what you want to do, learn how to market and sell. So you could be the full restaurant, not the empty one. Yeah.
1: I think that's it. I think that's it. I think this people just have to start. I just <laughs>
0: I had to jump back in here in the end, first off to say, isn't Jenna awesome or what? And remember, what you learned today was from two people who've been there, who've been scared, who've failed, and have also succeeded on levels we once only dreamed of. So take the notes and implement these strategies in your life. Remember, take what serves you, throw the rest away. Also, if you don't already have a copy of my brand new book, The Underdog Advantage, I didn't know this time in history was coming, but this book was written for today's time. Learn how to take your disadvantages. Learn how to take lack of resources and create resourcefulness on a whole nother level. Learn why the most successful people throughout time were underdogs. So right now, if you go to deansbook.com, you can grab a copy of The Underdog Advantage and see how to turn those so-called disadvantages that you have personally or because of today's times and turn them into your superpower. This book is pure fire. I bought several thousand copies. They're in my warehouse, and I wanna send you a copy for free. Free means I paid for the book, you cover the shipping and handling. Go to deansbook.com right now, fill in your address so we know where to ship it, cover the shipping and handling, and see why the world is going crazy over the underdog advantage. Yes, I'm a multiple New York Times best-selling author, but this is my best book ever. Thanks so much for being a part of the Dean Graziosi Show. The next episode will be pure fire. So tell your friends, make sure you leave us a message. And if you love this episode, remember, we do this for free. So share it with friends, share it with family, take a screenshot and post it on your IG. This is how we get our message out to the world to deliver capabilities when people need it the most. (laughs) If you liked this podcast, make sure you rate it. And also, make sure to click subscribe so you never miss out. Remember, all success starts here.